We're back. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come on in. The listening is fine. Whether you're waking up early to us early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT Radio, maybe you subscribe to us via podcast. Just type in Carolina Outdoors, up we'll pop. If you like it, review us. It helps other people find us. Bill Barty on this side and Wes Lawson on that side. Bill, how about this? How about you take us out to the ball game? Well, that's we? what we're we going to do. This weekend's going to end up the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Um, so people have been watching it via ESPN um, since August 19th. And, of course, I love um, um, going back home a little bit. And sometimes on television, you'll see a fellow who grew up with me um on TV. I don't even know if he knows he's on TV. His name, Lee Clinton. He's the sports turf supervisor at the Clover School District, South Carolina. He's also the head man at Clinton Farms. We're going to find out about the Little League World Series from Lee in his perspective and what he's doing there. Lee, you're looking after the grounds in Williamsport. Am I right? Well, I'm one of uh, one of 14. So let's... Looking over the fields here at Williamsport. And tell us what that means. I mean, you you have been an award-winning um, turf manager um, at Clover, and through that means the athletic fields and all of that sort of thing. So you've been recognized like that. But going from the start of school, which has just happened in the past 10 days, which includes, Lee, I don't know if you know this, but uh, – football season as well has started off but you are taking time to be in pennsylvania at this big event called the little league world series how did that happen well we um jeff fowler who is the uh he's head of the volunteer grounds crew here at williamsport all all um everybody's volunteers here uh they have one sports turf manager here here all the time, and the rest of us are volunteers. So uh, Jeff works with Penn State. He's an extension officer with uh, agent with Penn State. So he gives uh, the South Carolina Sports Turf Managers Association opportunity to send a couple guys from South Carolina up here. So me and uh, Alan Wilson from Columbia, and then Clover got a spot because we had won several national field of years, and they give Clover a spot, so I was lucky enough to draw the short straw and come up. Now I got I to jump in there, Lee, just to make sure. So, Alan Wilson, not the Attorney General of South Carolina no. from Columbia. Okay, he's far from the Attorney General. <laughs> we just wanted to have some clarity there and to that's make right, sure that's that right. is. So, so that's how it happens. And for people who do not know baseball fields it's made up not only of turf but also baselines and and dirt are you looking after all of that my job most mainly my job is home plate area okay so on on lomity field there's seven of us that work on volunteer field on the stadium and then there's seven of us that work at lomity and uh i work at lomity and i'm my main job is taking care of home plate Anything that goes on with batter boxes, home plate area—that's my job. But we 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 do everything, whatever whatever's needed to get ready for the games. 
And so what goes into getting the home plate batter's box area ready for the next game? Well, we after after every game, well, the night before, after the night game night before, we'll we'll put conditioner down with uh before the game, put our lines down, uh fill any any holes in the batter's boxes. Uh with clay, we'll pack that in. And uh Every every after every game, we'll strip those baselines off, repaint them, recondition them, and make sure there's no no holes or it's it's uh, ready for safe play for the next game. Lee, how many years have you been doing this for the Little League been, World Series? Um, our, our first year was 2015, so this is our fifth series, sixth year, but fifth series since we didn't have one last year. And Well, I, that's what I wanted to get into because one of the no- newsworthy notes of the Little League World Series for 2021 is there's no fans, or shall I say, they're limited fans. I, I, parents and um, some groups like that are there, but no to limited fans. That was just announced a few weeks before the start of this year's World Series, Little League World Series. Um, they have a guy from South Dakota, 12-year-old uh, pitcher, Gavin Weir, who has pitched multiple no-hitters. Um, they have, as we're taping this, we don't know who's going to win. We'll find out on the 29th. But um, an undefeated Hawaii, Hawaiian team. Um, do you have interaction with with the uh, crowd or spectators that are there, uh, the players, the teams, the managers, the coaches, the parents? Do you get to we meet them? Little, we have a little interaction. Uh, I would say more with the coaches than anybody, and and they're mostly complimenting you on the field. Then the players, the coaches, they're they're they've never played on fields like this. I mean, this is these fields are second to none. When I got up here, I was amazed by the quality that that they have up here, and uh, most of the time they're just so appreciative and. And just compliment you on everything everything about the fields themselves. Our guest is Lee Clinton. He's sports turf supervisor at Clover School District, but right now he's in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, looking after the Lama D field, which is where the championship games are going to be played for the Little League World Series that's taking place in, in uh, the finale is August 29th on the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty. Now, Lee, you know, our listeners can see these great fields on ESPN. The coverage is excellent. But what is it about the fields that really set them apart from the rest of the Little League fields out there, or in, in many cases, high school, high school fields and minor league fields? They're, uh, I mean, they're, they're major league quality. Everything that goes into them is just like a, a major league field. Uh, they leave no stone unturned, everything up from the turf to the, skin infield the pitcher's mounds batter boxes everything is is done to major league standards i mean it's just it's just the uh it's just the quality of work they put in it and a lot of that work is done before we get here we just help maintain during the uh during the series now walk us through a typical day for you and the rest of the volunteer team how many hours are y'all spend getting this stuff ready for the next game uh so we usually start in the mornings at we, – we like to be on the practice field at 7 a.m. There's uh, the two stadium fields, and there is five practice fields here at Williamsport. 
So we'll groom the practice fields, get them ready for practice, which usually starts around 9.30 or 10 o'clock for the players. And then we'll move up to the stadium to do any edging of the uh, warning tracks or the infield, uh, put conditioner down, get ready. Our ball games, typically the ball games are 1, 3, 5, and 7. Our games at Lomedy are 3 and 7. So we'll get the first game ready. We we just wrapped up getting getting uh, game ready now uh, for the 3 o'clock game. So we get ready for that game, play that game. We'll do a third inning drag, put new bases down, uh, finish that game, get it ready for the next, for the nightcap. And then at the end of the night, we'll clean up and uh, fix any uh, – fix any holes or anything needs to be fixed ready for the next morning and and it could be 11 to 12 o'clock before we get in that night that's a full day even if you are on the payroll it's a even fuller day when you're a volunteer who does this for a living back here in the carolinas now lee now tell us the truth are you out uh gallivanting all over williamsport Oh, yeah, we're everywhere. <laughs> this year, well, we really don't go anywhere. Anywhere. We stay here on the on the campus here at Williamsport. We stay in a house. Like I said, there's 14 volunteers, and there's two volunteers that don't do anything but cook for us. So they cook our meals. All we have to do is get here. After we get here, everything is taken care of. So we're we're on campus most of the time. And this year, they, they – uh, we were told we, we can't leave because of the COVID. Ah, uh, yes. So, but we got everything we need inside. You opened the door to this, so I'm going to have to walk right in. So, Pennsylvania is known for its scrapple. Yeah. Parts of North Carolina are known for their liver mush. Other parts are known for just good old sausage. What What's being made in the kitchen for breakfast? Scrapple oh, or liver mush? Uh, scrapple. But liver mush is better. It just sounds better. <laughs> I mean, it's a southern thing. They said, "All right, we got this." In their accent, we got this scrapple. You guys up from south don't want to won't want to eat it. This ain't nothing but liver mush, man. We eat this all the time. We're southern boys. It is just the name. We got to talk about Lamadee uh, Memorial Field. The lights were added in '92 to facilitate the night games. Uh, they were going in 2006, Lee, before you got there. They moved back the fences 20 feet because uh, home runs were becoming uh, too common. And in 2011, they set an attendance record um, for uh, a team from Pennsylvania and a team from Kentucky with almost 42,000 people in that stadium. That's not going to happen this year because of the restrictions on uh, fans being limited to family members and that sort of thing. But uh, Lee Clinton, just w- with your the awards that you have won for the fields that you have dealt with in South Carolina, and you're taking that talent to Pennsylvania, and of course we're proud of you uh, for that. But will you talk to us a little bit uh, about the trends of turf and of fields, um, the differences of a Pennsylvania grass to what you deal with in South Carolina? And then after you answer that, I'm going to ask you about artificial turf. Is that starting to come into play there? I know many of the high schools, including the high school that you helped look after, um, a lot of them are going to artificial. Is that a trend, or will it come back to grass? It's gone that way with the NFL. What about baseball? Well, up here at Williamsport, they have uh, they have bluegrass, a bluegrass blend, which is cool season grass. 
it's not very cool up here today. It's 94 like it is at home, but this grass thrives in the well when you have cooler nights, which they do up here. And we we maintain mostly Bermuda grass back home. Mm-hmm. Now we do overseed for spring sports with perennial rye, but we'll spray it out and uh, promote the Bermuda during the summer. Now the artificial turf is sort of it's a sort of a sore subject, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like me to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah pouring salt in the wound. <laughs> well, well, maybe it's I a think, trend going away. I, I I hope so. There's there's a place for artificial turf. Uh, I think uh, some fields are overused. I mean, a field that is going to have students on it for eight hours a day during school for PE or limited uh, schools that have limited spaces, I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful. But I think if you've got a very well-maintained grass field, it's, it's 10 times better than a very well-maintained turf field any day. And, and the temperatures, I mean, like home, it, it could be 150 degrees on the turf and you go to grass and it's like, you know, it'll be the air temperature, 93, 92. That's just the... Uh, the, the the worst side of it's the heat. Right. I, I do recall being on artificial turf and having the soles melt off of my shoes. That's never happened on grass before. That's um, right. You know, there there is a lot to be said for it and 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 in ball games like soccer or lacrosse, it changes the dynamic completely. Like in tennis when they go from asphalt to grass to clay, it changes the whole dynamic. So you got just a couple more days, and then it's coming back down to South Carolina. What's on tap when you get back home? What's the big challenge for keeping your home turf ready to roll? Well, we'll get ready to oversee the next month for our baseball and softball teams, uh, spring sports. So we'll we'll start looking at that, trying to get everything ready for them and keep the stadium ready for football season and uh, anything else that may arrive at the school district. Well, there's plenty to do. It, it, it'll keep you busy. Whether you're in Pennsylvania, we're pa- proud of the job you're doing. Just so you know, you have been televised um, as each games are played. So uh, w- mind your manners that way because people are watching back home. And yeah, we, try to st- we try to hide, but it, it doesn't <laughs> always happen. Sometimes they find us. Well, you look good holding a rake. I, I'll tell I you that. I do. I look <laughs> good holding anything, Bill. That, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> So true. I can tell some Lee Clinton stories, but that'll be for the next segment after we get yeah. him off off the well, air. <laughs> Where well, I can't defend myself. That's exactly right. Well, Lee, That's continued right. success up there. You're doing a great job. The uh, ESPN commentators have continually talked about the grounds that you guys are looking after, about the turf, and, and all of it. So you should know that those broadcasters are looking after you as well with compliments. His name, Lee Clinton, sports turf supervisor at the Clover School District, but and he's also the head man at Clinton Farms. So he's got a background in this stuff. But through the 29th, he is in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, for the Little League World Series, which will conclude uh, Sunday. Lee, thank you for taking time to join us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Thank, thank you, too, and I uh, appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Take care. Off he goes. Wes, off we go. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and wrap this thing up. We call the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 